Hi, and welcome to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. In this episode, I welcome four old teammates, Alfredo Belzalango, Alexander Levengood, Nathan Messer, and Deba Wegbo all started at the College of Women Mary together as freshmen. They had great careers as undergrads, and after graduation, each took their own path. Alexander and Nathan transferred to other schools. Alfredo remained at Women Mary, while Deba signed a professional contract. They share why they made these decisions and how things are going and what's next. Please enjoy. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on social media as well. The links can be found at matchplayrecruit.com. All right, so uh, when was the last time you guys were all together? Oh. December. It's been a while. It's been a while. I have the, I know the day. I think it's December 16th. When was the World Cup final? December seventeenth or eighteenth? I wasn't. I wasn't there for that. I, I know. Saying, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm counting. I think the seventeenth was the final day we were, like Diba, uh, Diba, Alfredo, and Marcos and I, and then I think you left the day before, so it was like December 60, 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a while. Cool. Too long. Uh yeah. I mean, you guys. Uh, when's the reunion? <laughs> it's actually. Uh, uh, it's mid-December. Oh, so you do have a planned reunion. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, obviously you guys are, are tight. You guys all came in as a class, plus Marcos, right? Was there, who else, was there anyone else in your class? Yes. Uh, uh, Will's back. Spencer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Kieran. Kieran. Basket. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so I don't know who goes first, but um, talk about your recruiting story, how you ended up at William & Mary, and uh, what kind of just flow from there, so to speak. We can go youngest to oldest. Youngest. <laughs> Why have you done this? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, my story um, – Probably started around my junior year. I had just started playing club soccer because I had moved around um, growing up um, in between um, Georgia and Nigeria. So, yeah, it was junior year. I went to a showcase, and I was, like, guest playing for a team, Alabama FC, and Coach Bordage saw me there, told Norris, and then got in contact, and things kind of moved quickly from there, and... Yeah, recruited me, so you, and it's good. You just started playing your junior year in high school? I mean, that's when I started like club, club soccer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, um, come a but, long way. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, it's I played, like, obviously just, like, for my schools and stuff like that growing up, but never, like, organized club. So mm-hmm. that's when that started, and had a lot of good people around me who kept pushing me to play, so mm-hmm. just kept on doing it. 
So you were living in Georgia, is that right? Yes. Or Alabama. Yeah, yeah Georgia. Georgia. And so, like, had you ever even heard of, did you even know what a William & Mary was? Do you think it was just like uh, some, no, I some didn't. weird little lady? I remember I looked it up because I got an email from Coach B mm -hmm. and I never heard of this, but it's D1 and they have, you know, it looks like they're pretty good. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, this guy, Antonio. I was like, this guy's poster child. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, just, just kept going from there. Yeah. So what were those, uh, converse, what was that conversation like with Brendan? Um, you know, was he like, we need you or, or what was that like? He's so measured um, all the time. It was, yeah, he is very measured. It was like, you have lots of good physical attributes that are, you know, that would be good in college soccer. So I think, you know, like we could give you the opportunity to do that, you know, just, I was, I was like, okay, I, I like the idea of, you know, being a menace up top yeah. in college. So, you know. <laughs> uh, who else got recruited by uh, Brendan? Or is it, you guys get recruited by North? North? Yeah. The rest was all North. Yeah, it was all North for me too. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander, I remember you at um, Colonial Kicks uh, soccer camp. Those yeah. guys were those guys were all about you, you know. Um, you turned heads. Um, so yeah, who's who's uh, next oldest? Well, next, next youngest, huh? Next, yeah, youngest. next youngest is Bob's. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So I got recruited, um, kind of similar uh, at a showcase. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it. I think it was in Northern Virginia, um, mm. and uh, my team was. We were like I'm from. Well, I moved to the Washington D.C. area, and I was playing for a team in in Maryland, um, at the time called Olney Rangers, and um, we played against a Virginia team called Loudon United, mm -hmm. and um, Norris was actually recruiting. Uh, I, I think looking for kind of Virginia base player so he was looking at the the Loudon team more um but uh it was kind of like a, a pretty good day at the office for me and uh <laughs> I had a pretty good game and then uh I think the day after like it was you know it was one of those where you play Saturday Sunday um maybe even Friday I don't remember but uh he I, I played that game and then the day after we played against um a very good uh, team from Philadelphia. Um, and I remember a lot of co college coaches being at that game because that team was very highly ranked. Um, and yeah, once again, I did pretty well in that game. And so after that, I think Norris kind of um, kept kept an eye on me. Um, he kept, uh, I think he watched like a good seven or eight games of mine um, before he, he made like an actual offer to me. Um, but you know, he we always kind of stay in contact. Um, you know, uh, the first time he kind of reached out, it was through my it was through my club coach, and uh, my club coach asked me if I was interested at all. Um, and uh, I mean, at the time, I was just kind of focused on playing Division One soccer. So uh, I heard it, like sorry, it was D one. I didn't know much about the school, 
Um, then I kind of checked out the school in like Diva. I saw that, um, you know, they were reigning CAA champions, uh, which that was attractive, but also the fact that it was a good academic school, um, was also very attractive. Um, and yeah, so I was pretty interested from the jump. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah. And I think, uh, I think that was, I would say around January or February of my junior year, I would say, or yeah, February, I would, I would say February, February of my junior year, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. That all started. Cool. Um, Alexander, we'll save Alfredo for last. This is yeah. different. Yeah, his is his is a lot more interesting. But just to go on record, I I, I am older than Alfredo. I'm just saying, okay. I'm the oldest. <laughs> and, um, uh, mine's pretty simple. Like I grew up in, the, in Richmond, Virginia, so I was about like 55 minutes from Williamsburg. Um, played Richmond United, Richmond Kickers, and FC Richmond. So like clubs that I'm very familiar with. Went to Colonial Kicks Camp, like you said. Going into my sophomore year, I think, I uh, did well. Um, Norris was the first coach that reached out to me. I can't remember the eligibility date of what it is, but, like, first day, Norris reached out to my club coach. I had a conversation with him, and then he saw me play a bunch um, just because it's so right down the road. And we played um, some teams that he was probably also recruiting other guys from. Um, and, yeah, he Norris was really, like, persistent and really like showed a lot of interest in me and um, really showed a lot of like trust in recruiting me. Um, and I knew obviously growing up close to William and Mary, how good of a school was academically as well. Um, and that was a big pull. Um, just talking to my parents, like not only is it a good soccer program, but it's also an amazing school. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a no brainer once I, and I committed really early. I committed, I think, February of my junior year, March of my junior year. I think I was the second one of our class to commit. So knew pretty early on that that was probably the school I was going to go to. And yeah, that's my story. It's pre- pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alfredo. Yeah, mine. Mine is a little longer, um, but it's a shorter period of time, I would say. So I was playing in Sevilla for Betis' Academy U19s. And my, what would have been my senior year for like American high school, um, I started thinking about going to the U.S., but that's when Betty showed interest in me. So I decided to leave that like on the side and try to pursue that, that path, which I did for a year. But then I found myself like January of that year. Um, so three or four months into my season, um, because seasons in Europe start in September and they go all the way to like May. That I wasn't playing much, um, even though I played very well in preseason and all that stuff. There was just a guy that was playing over me that had been there for for a number of years, and um, I decided to restart that um, that idea of coming to the U.S. just because I had also noticed that it was pretty much impossible to pursue academics and athletics at a high level in Spain. Um, like, for example, I had to literally fail a class because I couldn't go, and the professors couldn't like make up anything because. It was not their problem, pretty much. Um, so I just failed a class um, in university there. And <clears throat> in January, there there was a program that La Liga came up with, um, joining like the Santander Bank 
and an agency called AGM uh, that was called La Liga Pro Player. And what it consisted of is that La Liga paid for like a scholarship for one player of each professional team's academy um, so that they didn't have the expense of the agency, which was AGM in that case, um, through the Santander Bank. Um, I think that's how it worked. So I decided to be the guy from Betis that went to that wanted to to pursue this, and it was the first year, so no one really knew how it worked. We were the first generation to use this, but I do remember that obviously AGM had been doing this for a number of years, so they knew how to create profiles for student athletes and all that stuff. So all I did was provide my data to this agency and this person that was helping me, and they did pretty much all the work. Um, a month after, in February, I received my first email from Norris and quite early, like a week or two after we hopped on the first call um, in March, I talked to him again a couple of times and they were like hour long conversations, which were so far of my comfort zone because I had never had a phone conversation in English for that long in my life, especially about like soccer, which is like a vocabulary that I wasn't used to using because they don't teach you that in school. Um, but one of those calls was pretty exciting because Norris said that he was coming to a showcase that La Liga was organizing in Madrid where I could meet him in person. And he was honestly the only coach that had showed true interest in me during like those first couple months of the recruiting process. So I was very excited for that. Um, so I ended up going to Madrid. I had to ask for permission and all that for because I had to skip a couple of practices. But... Obviously, they were super open about it and ended up going to Madrid, meeting him in person. He watched like two 30-minute games from me, but he had already watched like two full games that I had sent because they were it was the only film I had. Um, I didn't have like, we didn't have tapes or highlight videos or anything like that. Um, so I sent him like a full game against Atletico Madrid and like another full game that I played in preseason with Betis. And he saw me in person. I talked to him for like 30 minutes afterwards. Um... I knew already that it was a pretty good school academically and that if I got in, um, the advisors that I had from the agency were all telling me that I should probably pursue that one if I wanted to have a good academic career. And so I was pretty set on like, okay, if Norris wants me, like I'm definitely going there. It also, it felt right from the beginning. Um, the way he, I don't know, the way he, he asked the questions, the way he talked to me, the things he was interested in knowing about me usually sounded right um, and like resonated with me a lot. So I felt like, okay, like if, if I'm going this year and I'm going for August, it's, it has to be with, with this guy. And in April, I met him in person and it took him a couple of weeks to send me the offer. And I, I signed it like end of April, beginning of May. And then in August, I was, I was here. So that was pretty much how it went. What was the process to get into William & Mary for you? <clears throat> I remember when he from an English standpoint and, and you know all that that went into it. So I had to do two exams that luckily I had done before my year at Betis, which were the SAT and this exam called TOEFL, which basically is like an exam of one hundred and twenty points where you have reading, listening, writing and speaking, and those are all worth thirty points and you just get a number. And it had to be above a certain number and I got it. Um so I was lucky that I didn't have to retake any exams because my SAT scores were decent because of math. Because for, for some reason, I think the math I had learned was just a little above what it was taught in, in high school here. So I didn't have an issue there. And my English was just average, like bang average. But the math grade definitely helped me a little bit there. And then I had to 
I don't remember because I I had to do everything super fast in the application process. So I don't remember that much. I know I had to write like an essay for William Mary and like show my grades and ask for like the University of Seville and my high school to send me like the, the proof of the grades and explain how like my grades are from zero to 10. So that doesn't, I don't have a GPA number that I can like tell them I have an average that is like out of 10. So how that correlated and all that stuff. So, but that was like, I think Willemary is used to like having to deal with some of this stuff already. So Norris was like, just, just send me this stuff and I'll figure it out. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what about, uh, uh, other than Alfredo, uh, like on campus visits when you were getting recruited, what do you guys remember from those? Um, I remember sleeping on blank and chicken's floor. While Plank was playing video games till like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, we yeah. had a, we took like I took personally one visit where Norris kind of showed me the campus and I was very impressed by it. But then we had another like um, was it official visit right? Like the official yeah. visit I think was uh, where we uh, we were all together kind of um, it was like for the first time uh, except even Alfredo weren't there but it was me. Biba, Alexander, um, sorry, me, Alexander, um, Marcos, uh, Spencer, and then, um, yeah, and, and Kieran, sorry, Kieran. And uh, that was uh, that was interesting. We got to meet each other for the first time um, and kind of stay overnight and see how, like, yeah, how, how the guys lived. So that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Diva. Yeah. Um... And Norris, yeah, just brought me to campus around like December of my senior year, and I just spent like three days. Yeah, it was a nice, very nice looking campus, and I was honestly very impressed. So, it's good. Yeah, I mean, how did you guys know that it was like a good fit for you? Um, you know, what was the feeling of like being around the the, the team that was there, and and you know, Nathan, you got to be around some of the guys that were going to be in your recruiting class, like. Talk about just the feeling you guys got and, you know, how you knew it was the right spot. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, like, we I, – I had committed before I met the guys um, <clears throat> and gone on that visit. Um, I more – like, my what went into my decision was just um, everything – like, just I thought William Mary was kind of the whole package when I looked at it. Like, it was a great um, academic school, which – um, at the time I valued a lot. And then, um, it was, um, a good, like a, a, a very, like a very good program, uh, with, you know, just coming off of CAA, uh, on top of that, I really liked the campus. Um, and I, I, I really got along with Norris. I, I thought he, he was a genuine good guy. So I, I, you know, it, it kind of made sense to me. Um, it, it, I kind of had that gut feeling, um, yeah, so I knew it was kind of the, the, the good fit, like a good fit, um, just from it kind of ticking all the boxes. Yeah, I think for me, like, I went on a visit pretty early on my junior year, and I feel like, the, like from campus-wise, it kind of speaks for itself. Like, it's just, I mean, it's a beautiful campus, and it's got kind of everything you want. And a big part for me was, like, it was an hour away from home. So it was like, 
cool that my parents could still come and see me play most games. Um, and like, like Bub said, like, I just got a very good, um, like feel from Norris that like he really wanted me there, um, kind of more than any other visit or any other coach that I had like talked to. And so like kind of compiling all of those things together, I was like, I think I would be, I would be dumb not to, not to take this opportunity. And then I like Bubs was committed on our official visit with all the guys. And like that just kind of added that extra, like, okay, I made the right decision. Cause like we kind of all got along pretty quickly and it was fun just like, you know, hearing where everybody was from and like all that type of stuff. So it was very, very good feeling going into freshman year. Cool. Diva, you remember? <laughs> um, about my, about the visit or? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Didn't, I, mean, I didn't talk to the, uh, to the um, official visit. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, um, I think I had a game or something. Gotcha. Whatever, bro. You were of Nigeria. He was he was already too big time for us, wait, wait, so it's fine. Wait, what time was it actually? <laughs> you were you were with Nigeria. I remember Norris telling us. Actually, that's <laughs> yeah, you crazy. were with the Nigerian national team. Wow. <laughs> what was what was that experience like, Diva? <laughs> it was an experience. It was an experience. Um, there were a lot of people there. Um, like a lot of people who just I don't even know if they were invited or not. I don't know. It was a lot of people and it was it was good. It was um a lot of good players. So I mean there was a lot of people who weren't invited. Yeah, it was it was you know, it was one of those things where it was kinda you know I feel like I, I feel like I might be disclosing too much information. But <laughs> I don't Secret know. Service? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh Who's gonna yeah, listen to yeah. who's gonna listen to this that's gonna like ask it for yeah, exactly. You never know. You never know. He was a pro player now. He has a contract. Yeah, things have changed a lot. Things. You know what I mean? It's like, he was the man, so. No, I'm not. It's just. But no, it was honestly good, though. It was a good experience. Funny experience. Yeah. Gotcha. That's all you're going to say about it? Well, I honestly do feel like I grew a lot from it. It was, it was mentally, it was very mentally challenging. Mm. And. It was like a level I'd never seen before, to be completely honest. But there was a lot of other stuff that was going on that, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's tough because like, they're trying to get me to pay to like be on the team and stuff like that. So it was kind of you know, not not the most ideal situation I wanted to be right. in. So you didn't pony up the money? Yeah. like didn't want to, you know, it didn't really make sense. I didn't think. Yeah. Because, like, it could have actually done that after, you know, being right. there and seeing how it was and everything. But they, like, yeah, you want this this amount and all that stuff. So we just decided to turn it down and just go back home because I needed to graduate high school anyway. Because if you miss more than two weeks of school, like, um, you get dropped from the role. And I was about to graduate and come to William & Mary anyway. So... Just made sense to kind of not yeah. do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll make sure that I post that clip and then, you know, tag the Nigerian national team. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. We'll, uh, we'll take care of you. Um, so, I mean, how did that level compare to showing up at William & Mary the first time? 
showing up with William and Mary was very tough too. Like it was a huge step up in level because so much more physical. But mm-hmm. Nigeria was very physical as well. But I feel like they both really sucked because they were both just so much harder to what I was used to from what I remember. But both were, you know, very, just way more physical on both sides. So I think it was about probably the same, I would say. So Alfredo, you show up, come across the pond, so to speak, and, uh, you know, you report with a bunch of knuckleheads and, and you know, you got the, uh, the existing team there. And what did you think? What was your first impression of, of being at William Mary and, and playing with these guys? Uh-huh. So I, I was excited at first because, um, obviously Marcos was my roommate. So I, I knew I had a Spanish speaker that could like, you know, trust and that I could, um, like be helped out by. So, I was already like, okay, like the first hard box, which is like, no one's going to know Spanish. I have to, I can forget about. So if I have any issues, I know also Risto and Ricardo, who are two seniors, they also spoke Spanish. So if I ever need anything and I just can't find the words in English, I'm going to have help anyways. Um, and after that, I had been talking to Marcos like a couple of times during the summer. And I had also been talking to, to Norris and like to some of the seniors as well because they have, we have this mentorship program um so i had very good conversations i know i met with with norris a couple of times and i th- i think it was with maybe with the team i don't remember but um he introduced us to to like our, our game plans and like he made us read a book about mindset and all that stuff so i was just excited and then when i came here it was pre-pre so obviously i didn't get to talk to norris or our coaching staff for about a week um, but getting to meet everyone in person was like, it, it, it looked fake to me. It was like, I've seen these people like online or like on Instagram for like three months now. Cause I, the first person I talked to was Marcus in like April. And now like, I truly get to see everyone in person. Um, but everything was just exciting because as, as a European and Bob's can attest, can testify to this, you look to the United States as like the holy grail it's like the the promised land almost so it was like wow i'm really making like i'm making this happen for myself i'm actually going to a better world pretty much and so everything was just exciting in my eyes it was just a new adventure that i was i was um itching to to get to and summer couldn't buy couldn't go by fast enough for me to to get to the u.s to be honest yeah what did you think of the level though like uh compared to what you're used to i was like behind physically for sure and i've always i've always been behind physically so um in that aspect i it was tough for me um obviously i was a little bit more technical than the average here and i think that helped me a lot in my first year of like adaptation um but i i do remember that i struggled like the like the physicality of like maybe not treating the ball as well as we do in Spain, therefore having to run more back and forth because you win it and then you try to do the attack and then you can lose it right away and the other team is attacking and they're doing the same thing. So it was a bit more direct in that aspect to what I was used to, which is like moving it side to side a little bit more and then attacking when there's an opportunity. Um, So that caught me a little bit off guard because I had been preparing during the summer, 
but I didn't know how like behind I I truly was in that aspect. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that was the the, the biggest shock. Nathan, did you show up and just have like lots of good days at the office again? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite, not quite. Not, not so many good days at the office. But it was, uh, it was, uh, it was like Diva said. It was, uh, it was tough. Like physically, the heat. Like when you come in, uh, and then also like, um, I think, you know, for Alfredo, Alfredo was probably coming from a faster pace of play and it looked like it honestly like he's he's being very humble here but alfredo was definitely um probably the 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 most complete guy technically at that at that um at that period and and it showed um from early on and um i think the the rest of our class maybe took uh, a little longer to adjust um uh and like i i remember i did like there were Obviously, there were some good days, um, and then there were also some not so good days for sure. Um, it was the, the speed of play was definitely faster. Um, I think everything was just faster. Speed of play was was a little faster. Um, um, physically, it was it was a little fat. It was uh, like stronger, faster, everything. Um, and it's not like something you know, like I I, I think people hear this a lot in the recruiting process, like, you know, college soccer is faster speed of play, faster physically and all that. And I think it, it kind of make, makes it sound so overwhelming, but once you're in it, you know, you just, you know, you do your best and, and, you know, there are some, there were definitely some, some days where we, like I did well or Diba did well, uh, Alexander, of course. Um, and, but it was, it wasn't as comfortable as it was in, in the kind of latter years for sure. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Alexander, you got any good stories from the beginning of uh, when all you guys reported and uh, got started? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got so many. But um, one that <laughs> sticks out to the one that sticks out to me was like we were we were doing um, just like small sided games, you know, like 5v5, 6v6, whatever. And I'm like defending like I can't, I Julian Engo, who was a senior at the time. And like, they talk about pace of play. Like, I just remember like defending him and he like runs right past me and I like, I'm tracking back and then the ball moves and I'm just running. And I just remember like knees, hands on knees. I was like, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> like, I'm, this is not like, this is not FC Richmond Jefferson cup. Like this is, this is a lot, a lot bigger. And I also remember the first day Alfredo shows up, he shows up a couple days after everybody and he's like not able to practice cause he doesn't have some sort of paperwork figured out. And he's on like the other field and he's just like lining up free kicks and he's just like banging these in. And I'm like, just looking at him like, what, what, what are we doing here? Like, he's just, this is unreal. And like two of them go in like, in like the triangle and I'm like, uh, I'm not going to be on free kicks for all four years. Of the year. <laughs> yeah, those are two that I remember from like pre pre that like very much stick out to me. Uh, does anybody remember uh, the Navy game? That was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> About the Navy, like our first game was uh, against Navy. It was on this horrible turf field. And we were all like, we were all just dying. It was just like <laughs> just running, running around, <laughs> just killing ourselves. I was like, if this is how it's going to be, I'm, I'm not sure it's for me. 
I have a, a vivid memory from that game, asking TD on the sidelines. TD is our our volunteer assistant who um, is eighty years old now, but he's been here volunteering for like twenty years, I think, or like sixteen years, something like that. And he was explaining the rules to me because, first of all, we all go out there, and I see that I'm not starting, so I came out like in socks, like just ready to like sit on the bench and like do a rondo with the guys. And everybody's like, yo, get ready for warm-ups. I'm like, I'm not starting. They're like, no, no, everybody warms up here. I'm like, for what? I'm not starting. <laughs> and what am I getting warm for? And then during the game, I see that Norris made subs in like 20 minutes in. I'm like, did he get injured? What's going on? Like, why is Wait, this guy coming you, out? You started against Navy though, I remember. No, no, no you didn't. You didn't. No, no you, freshman you starts didn't? with Norris, bro. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, 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 no freshman starts with Norris um, in the first game. So that happened, and then I came in on like the 30th minute. I'm like, what is, what is going on here? Why am I coming in now? And then I remember in the second half, it like we made so many subs. And like I came off again, I was I was just shocked. So I remember TD explaining to me like, oh, yeah, like you can come on in the first half and then come back on unlimited times in the second and like you stop the clock and all these things. I was like... Yeah, this is this is definitely a very go. <laughs> I'm in the right place. Yeah, it just makes sense to stop the clock. I don't know why we have to keep the clock running. You know, it's a, it's a common complaint. Um, so yeah, talk about like uh, you know getting your career started and and you know working your way in the lineups and and all that good stuff like. When did stuff start to click for you and and developing friendships and, and stuff? You know, just talk about your experience and, you know, you don't even need to include me. Just keep just act like I'm not here and 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 kind of rehash some old memories if you want to. Uh, where, where do we start here? The ones that the ones that are like PG-13 and below, I'm guessing. <laughs> I think the biggest um the biggest memory I have for me is that pre pre week because that's when we all went through the same things <laughs> all together in terms of like having to move dorms twice and like starting to meet so many new people, starting to get used to the pace of the game and all that stuff. I think that's when we started creating the strongest bonds. For me personally, the people I, sp- I spent the most time with was obviously Marcos um, at that time. And then um, Diva and Alexander, because Diva lived in the nearest dorm to Marcos and I. And then Alexander just spent a, a very good amount of time with us. Um, and Baz was always like in his own like in his own world. Like he was in his room and <laughs> and he had he had his roommate and he was just doing his thing. So that freshman year we were not as close with with him as i would have liked to looking back to it um but then obviously covid hit and that's personally when when my life changed i i stayed with alexander for three months of covid um and that's when we became uh the the closest and then from them on it was just we had to keep the circle tight so these guys were my circle in the u.s and and that we spent like all of 2020 all of 2021 as together as we could um and obviously i think moving to a house the five of us all together was just like the 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 tipping point that was what what 
sent our friendships to like the next level and it's just been nonstop from there. If I had to, you know, sum it up in a couple minutes, that's what I would say. Yeah. I would say that like freshman year, um, I had a girlfriend and I was like, she actually went to William and Mary and I was like spending a lot of time with her and like, I wasn't really getting to know like the guys as well. So I was like, I need to like, I need to figure this out. I ended up breaking up. I'm lucky, but it is what it is. And uh, just like, then like spending like basically every night like eating dinner and then like going. Back. I mean, like the amount of times Diva played FIFA freshman year. Yeah. Diva would like sleep on my floor and just like just play all night. I would be too tired um, to walk back and I'd just crash out because <laughs> playing for so many hours. <laughs> like. Just remember, like, like all those nights, and like, nights, nights. I feel like, like we got we got unlucky that like COVID kind of cut it short uh, our freshman year. But I knew like when we were sent home, I was like, I really feel like we've like created a really special bond with these guys already. Uh, and like, ever since then, like obviously Alfredo said, we lived to, we all lived together two years in a row in a house and like like what I would do to like go to like be sitting on the couch or at the dinner table just chatting with the guys like that was those are some of the best memories I have like in my life. Like I get I got very lucky to like have four guys like besides myself that I got to live with who I also consider like my best friends. Like that was just like dream come true to be quite honest. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, the the last two years were, were very special, but yeah, like Alfredo said, like I was actually like my freshman year coming in, I had my roommate Spencer, and I, and you know we were very we were close, and then like I kind of spent a lot of time with him um, in in our dorm at, at the time. We were I was at Brown Hall, which was like Alexander was in it too, but it was it was like it was. It was far enough from Yates where Alfredo and Diva and Marcos were staying that like GGV, GGV, we're in GGV. Well, GGV, yeah, GGV. Mm-hmm. That like it wasn't, it wasn't just I, I don't know. It wasn't like, it wasn't like you would hop like hop next door and they'd be there. You know, um, it, it was like you have to kind of plan it out. You kind of have to, to text people and stuff like that. So, um, I'd say that like you know we were we were definitely friends, but like we weren't like that close. Like we weren't as close as we we became to be. Uh, then, like as me and, and the other guys, um, and kind of uh, COVID hit, um, and then I kind of uh, I, I remember uh, I was texting one with Alfredo a little bit, and, and like we were texting. I remember he we had started to really kind of have very similar interests, um, and he was telling me that he was doing this nutrition major, and like that really piqued my interest. I was like really interested in that, and so I, I remember thinking like like damn like this guy is like really interested in stuff that i'm interested in and um and then our kind of sophomore year happened the spring um and that was interesting um the (laughs) very very interesting time um but the season wasn't like going the plan i remember and um i remember one night we were like we kind of went out as a team and um and uh i was with uh 
I, I was with Diva and uh, I think I was planning on, on, you know, talking to a lot of people that night, you know, just, just, you know, just getting around. But uh, I remember Diva and I sparked a, a conversation and then I, I think we just talked to like four in the morning <laughs> and then I was like, okay, like this, guy, <laughs> this guy gets me. And then after that, like I started, we started like really like, like I, I would hit him up and go to Alexander Diva's room and we'd start like hang out more and more. And then like the opportunity came up to like live together. And like I was, to me, it was like kind of like a no brainer. Um, Cause I knew like the direction I was heading in and the direction that these guys were headed in. And I was like, yeah, like these guys are like, we're, we're very similar. Um, and yeah. And obviously like, yeah. I think sophomore year is, sorry, Diva. I was going to say just sophomore year is the year when we all realized that we wanted to pursue the next level of soccer and that, we're probably the the four guys that were taking it the most seriously, and I think that created a strong bond as well uh, between the four of us. That led to like obviously living together and everything that came after that. Sorry, Diva, go ahead. Yeah, um, just a lot of good memories. These guys, so many. I honestly, you guys are like my um. Feel like my three older brothers in a way. You guys are really, you know what I mean. Like I feel like I'm. <laughs> I just sometimes really appreciate how much you know. We've all grown together. You know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Eva, 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 you are our son, and we are very proud. <laughs> no, not son. No, no. <laughs> but you know, it was just it was a lot. It was a lot of you know growth that went into the four years with these guys. Um, Obviously, like, I feel like a thing that made us really close was when, uh, like you said, Mr. Cooper, when we got, um, you know, Augie suspended. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> but that did, that did, that made us really, really close. Cause that was a time where I feel like we all needed to lean on each other, even though Nathan was not there and did not have to go through that. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely that I feel like and how much we had talked in the months that we well obviously since Alfredo and Alexander were together but we were all just talking so much just trying to make sure we were all good and I feel like that's when I really noticed that these guys are more than way more than teammates they're like family so they're so just because it kind of brought you guys together yeah even I think more. that's yeah, what accelerated it honestly yeah yeah like when Alfredo, like he mentioned, he lived in my house for like three months and uh, it was like a month and a half into it. And like we had like a, a spare bedroom in my house and my mom like comes down the stairs and Alfredo and I just like sitting there doing whatever. And she comes, she goes, she goes Alfredo, do you want to like move into the guest bedroom so you can have your own space? And like we looked at each other and, he, and we're like. Yeah, no, we're good. So, like, I'm pretty, like, <laughs> the entire time, like, living in my room. <laughs> and I got yeah, to know Alfredo a little bit. A li I got to know, <laughs> like, stepmothers. <laughs> I got to know Alfredo a little bit too well that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was that was the first three months. And then summer came, and we, like I was saying, we had to keep the our circles very tight because of COVID and, you know, uh, coming back to school and all that stuff. So all the time I spent was mostly with Diva when we visited Atlanta and then with Alexander and Marcos um, and also in DC training with Bob's a couple of times before we came back. And then um, I remember that when we, you know, when we got in trouble um, with your kids, Scott, I ended up living with Alexander again. So I had 
four drives a week that were like from Richmond to Williamsburg and back with Alexander and, and Anna, our, our best friend from the volleyball team. And, you know, that also made us that much closer because we were spending so much time together. We were just coming to campus to practice with the team and, and stay with the team. And because I had a couple of in-person classes, but I mean, I could have moved those online. It was more about staying committed to, to the team and, you know, keeping each other accountable in, in that aspect as well and making sure that we know we had messed up, but that we did as much as we could or that we did as much as it was in our hands to to stay close to William Mary and, and to our teammates. Yeah. yeah. I guess we don't need to jump too much into uh, that incident, but uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess in a way, you know, you guys are probably glad it, it happened in a way. I mean, just <laughs> to uh, have spent all that time, you know, away from campus or whatever together. So, um, yeah. So you mentioned something that, you know, the four of you set the goal that you were going to be pros um, at some point. Um, you know, one person's done it. Um, what's your guys' excuses? Um, why haven't you lived up to the pact, you know? <laughs> I think I have a pretty strong one. Um, and is that I tore my meniscus towards the end of the last season. <laughs> so I couldn't I couldn't take the next step the way I wanted. Um, so I was kind of forced slash um, luckily that I had to decide to take my, my fifth year. So that fifth year is just finished. And now just got to look to what's next, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously I'm joking. So uh, Alexander and, and Nathan, you guys, you guys transferred and are playing in other places. So, um, you know, Alexander, you, uh, I mean, Providence is nice, Nathan, but it's not San Diego. Um, so talk, <laughs> talk about, you know, how you ended up there and, you know, what your process was to, you know, make a transfer, um, you know, and end up out at San Diego State. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was like after the senior year and I was just like kind of trying to figure out what was next for me. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I want to try something new. And um, I was like, I want to be a professional soccer player. And some of the things that were kind of coming after that off season weren't the best like options for me. I felt like I could have done better. So I was like, um, what is going to put me in a position to like get a little bit more exposure and um, sort of take my game to the next level. And I just thought that taking a fifth year at like a, and playing in like a big time conference, the PAC 12, um, which is what San Diego state is in was like a big, a big challenge that I wanted. Um, so like pretty early on, like into the transfer portal, um, my, coach Hopkins and I, the coach here at San Diego state, like reached out, connected and, it was kind of perfect because like I had visited San Diego two years ago um, with Alfredo and like, we both were like, man, this place is unreal. Um, and I kind of thought that San Diego state was a school that I would always have been interested in for a fifth year. The fact that it's in the PAC 12 was a huge selling point for me. Um, and so after conversations with coach Hopkins, like he really, like his emphasis was really to get me in a position to like be at the next level. Um, and I was like, that's exactly what I want. I want to go to a place where I'm going to be challenged, like to grow as like a player, as a person, as a leader. Um, and also live in a place where I was interested in, you know, like I knew I was only going to be short term. So I was like, why not live in a, 
really cool place and have a lot of fun with it. Um, so kind of all just ticked all the boxes. Um, and I was like really excited about it. Um, and I felt like I've made the right decision for sure. Yeah. Um, what's your experience been like? It's, it's been really, it's been up and down. Like we had a really good start to the season. Um, at one point we're ranked like top 15. Um, and then we entered pac 12 play and we kind of hit a rough stretch. Um, I mean, pac 12 is just, it's a different beast from like any sort of competition I'd been in before. I mean, every single team is in the top 25 and top 30 guys are, it's a really physical league. Um, like the likes of Stanford and Washington are really like big time physical teams. Um, and it's just tough. It's like, um, I feel like from my experience in these first like six or seven games that I've had, it's like one mistake is usually what decides the game. Um, things that like in other, maybe other conferences you can get away with. Um, like one mistake is what usually decides the game. Like for example, we just played Washington on Sunday and we really like for the most part had the, the best chances of the game, dominated the game, like felt really good about our performance and, one mistake, one lapse on a set piece from us cost us two points. And so, like, it's, like, little things like that. And the Pac-12 decides so much because all the teams are very, very good. Um, so, yeah, it's been a really good challenge for me. I felt like I've really – I've done well for the most part. Um, and so, like, I think that it's uh, – yeah, it's been a really, really good challenge for me. Yeah. What about you, Nathan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so uh, you know how you ended up there. Yeah, yeah. With me, it was um, you know kind of similar. We ended our senior year, um, and I think apart from Alfredo with his kind of knee situation, us us three were kind of looking at um, how we were going to get to the next level. Um, you know, I think we all kind of want to take that next step, uh, like as soon as possible. Um, but we also we all entered the portal. Like we all um, thought that you know what if doesn't kind of work out then we can always fall back on uh, maybe joining a program that will have like bigger eyes on us um and um yeah and help us kind of get get to that next level um maybe with a few more connections or i don't know something like that um and so you know i remember entering the portal it, it kind of it felt nice because when you're networking to kind of go pro you know you're doing all this work yourself um you have to contact agents you have to kind of um, you know, go out of your way to kind of um, get, uh, get your name out there. Um, whereas the portal, it, it felt like, you know, we, it, it felt like we were all wanted, you know, like uh, we, it was like the recruiting process all over again. We had schools coming in, kind of contacting us and it felt nice, you know. Um, and so I, I, uh, I talked to a few schools, but with Providence, I just really liked the project. Um, you know, the coach had seen me play at at, um, at Vermont, um, the summer team that uh, Diva, Alfredo, and I at the time had played in. Alexander's also now since played in it. Um, but, um, yeah, and, and he I, – I was playing left back at the time, and he was very impressed with uh, with how I was playing. Um, and kind of he saw me as, as a – kind of a, a wing back in, in a, in a, for, a, for Providence and, and, you know, I, I really liked the kind of track record they had um, in not only kind of them winning, but also getting guys to the next level. Um, and so I kind of committed pretty early on in, in January 
um, but always with kind of in mind that I wanted to kind of go pro. Um, and so I got kind of decided from for those six months to kind of go to Europe and see, you know, what my options were. And uh, I ended up in Slovenia um, playing there for, um, I think uh, I was, you know, I was supposed to be there for the entire kind of second half of the season because they're, you know, the, they run their season like every European league does. And it's, uh, and they kind of had a, a, a winter break and I kind of joined up with the team then. Um and I was training with them, but uh, I had some issues with my registration, so I could never uh, fully register with them, uh, which was a shame. Um, and so after that, I kind of, you know, I decided that, um, you know, I was going to, after that experience, I said, you know, I, that I was going to take that fifth year. Um, and also I, I wanted to keep my doors open in the U.S. I kind of, like Alfredo had earlier mentioned, like when you, when you move as a European to the U.S., it's like, it's, it's a dreamland. It's, it's, uh. It's, you know, you can't believe that you're in this country. And uh, and I definitely felt that, like, being back in Europe, like, I felt like I had another chapter to write in the U.S. Um, and I really wanted to still be in that co- in that country. So I felt like going and taking a fifth year was the right move. Um, and, yeah, and so, you know, I, I decided to come back, um, played in Vermont for the summer again, and then went to Providence. And, um, yeah, it's been a – it's been a, a – I'd say a good season, a good latter half of the season for us so far. We we start off rocky, um, kind of up and uh, kind of up and down, um, but then we uh, once kind of once the Big East uh, conference started really, you know, once we started really playing games in, in the Big East, we uh, we really picked it up, and we found our form, we found our rhythm, and uh, I think we went six games unbeaten um, up until our very last regular season game, uh, seen hall, but, uh, it was good enough to finish third in the regular season. So, um, we're hosting a game this, this Friday, this Saturday against Creighton. Um, so that should be a, a great game, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a great experience so far. I'm really, really happy with my decision to kind of come here. Um, and just experience a, a whole new side of kind of college soccer playing in the big East in a, in a huge conference, um, play, playing in, Kind of some some really tough games, but it's been a, a, a really good challenge, and I've enjoyed it so far. Cool. Um, and then Diva, you took a little bit of a different route. Um, talk yeah. about your how you ended up at Birmingham Legion. Yeah. Um, so I had um, committed to the University of Vermont for my fifth year, and knew that I still wanted to try and um, you know go on trials places and. I got a good opportunity through my club coach um, who took me from Georgia to Alabama FC where I got recruited for William & Mary at. And yeah, I showed up for the first day of preseason and just worked really hard and made sure I was working as hard as possible. And I did really well in one of their preseason games and then got signed shortly after that. And after that, it just, everything came so fast and season just ended so much 10 months of playing which was i haven't done that before so the body feels kind of beat up so i mean you your season's over and you know what's next for you like how do you determine what your next step is um i actually signed a two-year contract so as far as i'm uh, as far as i know i'm here next year 
Gotcha. Okay. Um, awesome. That's great. Uh, Alfredo, you're done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the season's over now. We finished last Friday. So we got to wait to have our, our final team meeting and then my individual meeting with the coaching staff and see what happens after. Um, because obviously there's a lot of uncertainty for me, especially being an international student and having the, the student visa to allow me to come in the country. It's kind of a, a tricky situation, but I mean, I'm sure it'll work out uh, the way it has to and, and I'll figure things out sooner or later. But yeah, the plan is to go home for Christmas, at least for a couple of weeks, and then come back and, and start training again and getting ready for whatever opportunities come up. Yeah. What are you hopeful for? I'm hoping for at least, you know, some some tryouts at a professional level. Um, so, I don't know, I'm just looking for an opportunity to show that I can play at, at, at a professional level here in the U.S. And then if if that doesn't happen or if I don't perform well in those, then I'll probably give it another try, um, you know, at, at different places. Try to stay fit for, like, at least a whole semester, maybe... I don't know, play summer league, whatever it is, but try to stay for as long as I can. And then if all the opportunities run out, then I'll, I'll have to revisit my future plans. Okay. So. Um, Alexander, so your guys' season isn't over, right? No, we have three more games. Three more, okay. Yeah. Um, well, you hope you have more than that, right? Yeah. Are you... Realistically, okay. we, we think that if we win one or two more games in the Pac-12, it'll be enough for an at-large bid. Um, it's just tough because we have Stanford, UCLA, and Cal, who are all very good teams that we have left. Gotcha. So, you know, once the season is over, you know, what's your what are your plans and um, where do you hope to go? Um, I'll, I'll most likely um, – I've kind of been talking to a couple of, of <laughs> agents, you know, just to probably sign with an agency and then – Kind of see, um, unlike um, Nathan and Alfredo, um, I'm not draft eligible this year. So the MLS draft is not, as of as of now, I'm not draft eligible. So um, because I was on the list last year, um, I won't be able to be selected this year. So it's good and bad because if I have the right contacts and stuff like that, a team can invite me into preseason or with their MLS Next Pro team and kind of see how I do there um, or they can offer me a contract right away. Kind of just depends on what they think. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of waiting to see kind of what like the people who are helping me out, like kind of what they have for me once the season's over. Um, it's very tough. Um, as you can imagine, like trying to balance, like thinking about the future while also staying really focused on the season, you want to do really well. And like the more you do well, the more eyes they're going to be on you. So kind of trying to have that balance of thinking about the future, but also doing our best to, you know, win a couple games a season and make a run in the NCAA tournament. Um, so, yeah, some definitely some uncertainty, but um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, like, with the right with the right people, I'll be able to, to get some stuff in my favor. Cool. That's awesome. Um, Nathan, same question to you. Yeah. Um, very similar to Alexander. Um you know, the thing about, um, you know, trying to get to the next level is that 
it very much is dependent on, on how your season goes, you know? And, um, and so like, I'm just like on the one end, like, it's like you worry about, like, you obviously think about, um, the future and how you're going to get to like, how you're going to get to where you want to get to, which is the professional level. But at the same time, like we have no idea, um, where we're going to be in a few games from now, you know, like where you could be a few good games away from your situation completely changing or, uh, I don't know, a few bad games could um, make you, like, rethink of what, where, you, where you're at. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just trying to focus really on ending the season strong. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it, it, it is um, – I am, like, having kind of those conversations with, uh, with people about, you know, um, their connections, kind of agents and stuff like that. Um, and hoping I can get into a setup where maybe I can impress on a trial or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I really, honestly, um, I really don't have uh, that many answers for you right now, but um, <laughs> just kind of hoping, like, just kind of, uh, you know, working kind of the connections and then seeing seeing from there how it's how it's going to unfold. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys sharing all that. Um, I want to go back to, I think you guys said your sophomore year when you guys all decided you were going to go to the next level. Um, and like, what did you just say? Oh, we're going to do it. Or did you kind of come up with a plan, kind of a, a mindset, kind of a, you know, an approach to how you were going to attack achieving that goal a few years down the line? Yeah, I think I have a kind of a different, um, sort of journey than these guys all. I think they, they can all probably say that their goal was after college to play pro no matter what. Um, and like going into college, um, I had really like no thoughts of playing professionally. I just thought that it was, I didn't really know much about like any leagues besides MLS. So I was like, MLS is a tough league to break into. I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to, to play college soccer for four years, going to get a really good education. And then, see like where where that lands me in terms of a job and it was after my freshman year like the meetings um the meetings with our coaches and i walked into the meeting and norris like asked me he's like i had a, I had a good uh, i would say a very good freshman year um played a lot scored some goals it was nice um, and i walked into the meeting and norris's first question he asked me was like well what are your kind of your ambitions for the the next season and like for you know what's what's ahead for you and i was like yeah i'm just kind of i'm happy with my freshman year just want to kind of build on that you know kind of do whatever and he's like do you have ambitions to play professionally and i was like um i mean not really like i didn't really think you know i was like i don't really think that it's like tough like that. it's it's really hard like i didn't really think i was good enough to be quite honest told i wasn't good enough but that's a totally different story went into the meeting and he like immediately was like, I think you really should reconsider that. Like you are a good player. I think you really could have a future playing soccer. It kind of just, I was like, wow, I didn't, I'd never really thought about that. You know, like to me, soccer was just my way to get, to stay fit and to also kind of like get into a really good school. And like, obviously I adore soccer. Like soccer has been the biggest part of my life for 23 years now, but um, it wasn't really, something that I thought was attainable. And so like this conversation with Norris, like really like changed my view on it. And ever since like I had that conversation with him, he kind of told me like, I really think you're good enough to 
play at a high level at the next level, I was like, wow, like that's, that really like meant a lot to me. And it's been like kind of a goal of mine to like prove him right. And also like prove myself right. That like, I think I can do it. Um, so like COVID happened and Alfredo and I, like we mentioned, we're together and like we trained every single day. Um, like just working on every single thing. And like the thing about COVID was that like, like the thing about where I live is like, there's not a lot of fields that are like open to the public. So there's like this gross, like super long grass field, um, like right next to my house. And videos of us like mowing the lawns like a certain section just so we could play in like that certain section it's probably like what like what do you think Alfredo like 18 to 20 yards from the goal like something like that yeah and like we yeah. we we mowed it like routinely um actually I mowed it I don't think Alfredo knew how to mow a lawn at that point <laughs> but, um, but, like we mowed it and like those those memories are like the, the ones that I have it's like yeah, that was kind of like when I started being like, All right, I'm I'm serious about like playing soccer at the next level. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like Alexander would say like the rest of us, we kind of have that intention in mind. I mean, me personally, it was the reason why I chose to play for Betis over like coming to the US in the first place after my senior year of high school. Um, and I knew that I didn't want to leave studying for like when i was 30 years old i wanted to do it when i was young which was the, why they made the decision to come to the us um but always with the intention of okay my parents have always told me that i need to you know get an education because soccer is like very unlikely and like there's many people there's not many people that make it to the to the pro level so i have to be able to get an education while i pursue my dream and so i follow their advice and and i ended up coming here and here um we had the example of Antonio, like Dio was mentioning earlier, who had made it pro the year before we got here, or like two years before. So um, it was it was clear that it was possible and that it was doable through William and Mary. So it was it was always in, like my main goal. It was like, okay, I want to graduate from here and then take the next step. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it was uh, same here. Um, going into college, like. Having obviously done high school in the U.S., um, I kind of knew that the path um, at that time, the, the most likely path um, to get to, to kind of get to the next level was playing Division One soccer and playing well at that level. So, kind of you know, I wasn't, I I always had that in the back of my mind. Like I always thought, um, you know, um, like if, if you do well enough in college, like you will. I I was. I had hoped that if you do well, well enough at where you're at, at William Mary, that you'll get the opportunities at the professional level. And I always kept that in mind. Um, and I think also that kind of, you know, you asked, like, if we kind of did anything about that. And um, I think we really focused on kind of the process to get there. The the uh, kind of, uh, like um, Alexander had mentioned a little bit, the, the hard work that it does take. Um, uh, and so I think, you know, we, I mean, I, I, you know, would stay after all the time, um, would go in the gym all the time. And then that only, uh, that was only in, encouraged further when we moved into that house altogether. Um, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm not the only one staying behind. I have like three other guys who are staying behind with me or are going to the gym. So even on the days where I really am feeling not motivated, I have other guys in the house that are, you know, keeping me, keeping me honest. And, uh, 
yeah, keeping me working hard. So that definitely helped a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would say that that sophomore year was when we all noticed that like we all had that uh, like that same goal and that we were gonna be good influences for each other. So that's kind of what sparked it. Go ahead, Diva. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put uh, Alfredo on mute so quits cutting you off. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's something I've always known. Um. But I didn't really think like about it. I didn't think about it too much until yeah, that sophomore year once we all started talking about it. But I always knew I'd wanted to. I didn't really know exactly what I would have wanted to be if I hadn't you know done it. But yeah, it's once we started all pushing each other and you know just keeping each other honest, like um, Nathan said. Like, that's what really pushed me in particular. I know it pushed all of us, but definitely. Because I never really had been pushed by people before. Like, at least my peers. It's always been kind of like me. And then I'd have to try to, like, you know, go outside with my brother, practice, something like that. But even then, like, it was still mostly me. And then these guys would, um, we'd be, you know, go and practice. Like, even sometimes if you have, like, time during the day when we don't have a class or something we just go or sometimes i remember we used to get kind of crazy and after games literally day after games we sometimes would just go and get extra touches when we're supposed to be taking the day off so it was just kind of like an obsessive thing that we did and still definitely i think all of it really helped this day but yeah did uh alfredo help you guys with your nutrition Yes. So much, yeah. So much. Yeah. We helped, we helped each other in that aspect a lot, I feel like. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think that COVID, COVID helped with all of this because there was just like nothing else to do. <laughs> like it was like, if yeah. you don't do soccer, like what are you going to do? Just sit and like watch something all together, watch a movie or something. Like we're like, ah, might as well go out to the field. Like it feels good. And we do what yeah. we like. Um, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, I know you guys have other stuff to do tonight, probably. So, uh, um, I really appreciate it, and um, I wish you guys the best of luck. I want to keep track of your stories, and and you know maybe have you on again once some things develop down the road for you. Um, I think it's it's awesome and a testament to like the work that you guys you guys are being modest. There's been a lot more work um, that you guys have put in that. Uh, you know, you haven't really talked about, but um, can't thank you enough and uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Here's to lots of good days at the office. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Uh, hold on one sec. Thank you for listening to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Match Play. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com slash matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast, so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on social media as well. The links can be found at matchplayrecruit.com.
See you on the trail.